Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. Hey, welcome. Let us know where you're watching from, who you are, how many people you got with you. And we'll get started here in just a minute. Look, Sue's on, Gary Sheets, Tanya, Lisa, Chris Nation. Awesome. We've got a lot of great people on. Can I just say, this is funny when you go from Zoom to Facebook because there's a delay. So we never know when it actually starts, but it's fun. So, so we're, we we're on learning before we to, started? I don't, I think so. Well, but, that's good. That's good. But, but we were smiling. Good. Yeah. Good. So Look let's, at all these wonderful people. Let's tell here. everybody who we have the pleasure well, of in just a minute. In just oh, a minute. We'll suspense. keep this suspense. Hey, let me ask you a question while we're getting ready. Uh, what did you change in your life since last week? Ah. Last week with uh, Michael Huey, he talked a lot about nutrition and different things. And what did you change? Just let us know, post that. What did you change about your life? Or did you not change anything? Are you the same old, same old? Oh. So if you're stuck in comfort zone, then confession is good for the soul and say, I didn't change anything. I'm in a comfort zone and I probably never will change. No, I thought no. more about changing. Oh, you just thought. So you're still in the comfort zone too, right? Well, it wasn't very comfortable. No, I drank more water. Yeah, that was I my did change. Drink more water. So what did you change? What did you change about your life? Well, we're uh, in for a real treat tonight. We've got two of our uh, great friends and two of our great leaders from the Father's House. We have uh, Mike and Patty Blackhawk. Could we have a drum roll? Hey, the drummer. Uh -oh. Give us a drum roll. We have the drummer. To say a drum, drum roll from the drummer. They're going to share with us uh, a few things tonight, and we'll get started. But first of all, I'll ask them, did you guys change anything about your um, nutrition since last week? I started, you guys, I started drinking more water. I started drinking more water. Can you water. hear me? Oh, yes. we blocked out. No, oh, can you hear us? <laughs> he's, he's okay, can you hear us? It's late. So, Mike, are you there? Because we can't yeah. hear you. We're there. Can you hear us? Mike, can you read sign language? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, folks. Don't go anywhere. We're, we'll figure this out. Hold on, I have this muted. There, now we hear you. Now you can hear us. Okay, I think we need a, I think, I think I'm gonna have to get a checklist for my, for my engineer. Yes. Mike, can you read sign language? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry, folks. Don't go anywhere, We're, we'll figure this out. Hold on. <laughs> We didn't have this trouble no, last week. No, I know because we, we what didn't. What are you doing? Because we didn't know what we were doing. Okay, I think we need a. I think. All right. I'm gonna have to get a checklist for my. For my Wait a minute. Engineer. Keep smiling, people. Yes. That's the key. You keep smiling, and you and you figure it out. I will figure it out if you'll give me just a moment. I got the sound from the wrong place. We didn't have this trouble no, last week. No, I know because we, we, it's the flux capacitor. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> keep smiling, people. Okay, you fix keep, it. Keep I'll be back. And you, and you figure it out. I will figure it out. I need to. Oh, here, here, here. Okay. Now. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, Mike and Patty, can you hear me? We can yes. hear you. Can you hear us? Yes. Oh. Now, my Facebook peeps, you're about 20 seconds later than us in reality. So I had the sound coming from the wrong place. So we got it now. All right. So, so uh, the question, Mike and Patty, was did you change anything about your nutrition since last week with, with Michael? Yes, I started drinking more water. And I started going to the restroom more often. No, I mean, I drink, I drink a lot more water too. <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael David Huey said about 36 people emailed him to get more information. So that was good. So he offered some help and people took him up on it. So amazingly yeah. awesome. All right, so I hope we're coming through okay right now. Um, so before we start with the black holes, because they've got such great testimonies, and then we want to ask some questions about some of the things they've been doing lately. But um, we sent out an email today. If yeah. you're not an email person, please go search through your emails because we gave a long, detailed email about the fact that we get to open the church on the 31st. Right. So two more Sundays online only and then on the 31st which is pentecost sunday right. we are going to have live services at the father's house and you can come but here's the thing you have to register if you don't register you won't be able to come i know that sounds crazy like why do i have to register to go to church but because we're doing the cdc guidelines and the six feet distance we can only do about 25 to 40 percent capacity and we have to know that okay so the only way we're going to know that is if you register if we have to add a service we will we're just excited to get back in the house with you and we can't wait so please look for your email if you did not get an email you can text the word sunday 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 just one sunday just text the word sunday to 352-329-2301 you guys should know that number by now because we yeah. say it all the time but if you'll text that number you get the form you fill it out and we will have you registered awesome. Awesome. we're gonna have stuff for the kids it's a kid it's kid service because we're not opening kids church yet family friendly Fra family friendly safe sanitized and spacious spacious <laughs> all right Patty, let's start with you, okay? Share a little bit. I know you said you don't have to yell. I'm not yelling. I'm just exciting. She's giving me notes that says I don't have to yell. So I'm just talking a little with a lot of little energy. All right. So can't wait. Sunday's Funday. Patty, tell us a little bit about your life before you came to the Lord. Um, some of the things of, of exciting yeah. and different kind of things we'd never guess about you're the Patty only person Blackhall. you're the only person i've ever met that spent uh, a lot of time on yachts cruising the caribbean she was on the sea and then she was in the air so tell us a little bit well i flew for the airline for 10 years and for those years i got to fly to europe which i loved and uh then i my company went bankrupt in 84, Air Florida and Midway out of Chicago bought us and I flew for four more years with them. 
And then um, I took an early out to go sailing for four years on a sailboat down in the Caribbean. Mm. And so, and then I lived part of the year up in Maine on Peaks Island off of Portland. So then after that, I came back to Fort Lauderdale and worked on yachts for about a year as a chef. Worked for Mr. Baring that owned the Seattle Seahawks football team and Mr. Paxson that started Home Shopping Network were a couple of the yachts that I worked on. And then um, after that, I did crew placement on yachts. Uh, then I started my own business and I had my own consignment store down there for 10 years. Awesome. Nice. All this time though, you didn't know the Lord, did you? No, not until I started my store. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in just a little bit. So Mike, I'm always intrigued by your, your story, runaway circus clown. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, where do I start with my story? Uh, I've been uh, everywhere from a street person to, uh, yeah, I am the, the uh, epitome of runaway and join the circus, but not just any circus. I traveled for a little under two years with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Uh, I've worked on offshore, offshore oil wells. Uh, I then joined the military and stayed in the military for 14 years. I uh, was in and out of bands until I joined a professional band and lived in Europe for seven years in Germany and toured almost every European country. And I probably left a lot of places out, but those are the major highlights. Yeah. Ich sprechen Sie Deutsch. Ich spreche mir sehr gut Deutsch. So Mike, what did you do at the circus? What did, did you, uh, were you uh, a clown? What did you do? No, I, I wish I could have been a clown. Uh, they got paid a lot of money. They actually, in Ringling Brothers, go to college for two years minimum yeah. wow. uh, to, to become a professional clown. But no, I, uh, I started off for about four months doing cotton candy and programs and whatever in the uh, running up and down the stands. Got real strong legs. And, uh, but I had a fascination with the animals. So in between shows, I used to always go down to where the animals were and, and ask if I could touch them or if I could help. And after about four months, I got asked by one of the ringstock leaders if I wanted to join ringstock. So for the rest of my time, I worked with the elephants, cats, and horses. My boss was a man by the name of Gunther Gable Williams. Wow. Whoa. And your bird hears you talking about the circus. So <laughs> excited. So Patty, you uh, you settled there in South Florida, and you opened up a consignment shop. So tell us how that your life changed when the Lord came into your life. How did that happen? Well, I was raised in Fort Lauderdale, and we I was raised Catholic. Went to Catholic school for a couple of years, and when I was in sixth grade, we just stopped going to church. So after that, I started kind of getting into new age and reading books on new age and tarot cards, psychics, things, the um, Ouija board. So wow. I kind of went in that direction, was believing in reincarnation, reading books by Edgar Casey and Shirley MacLaine. And then uh, my father got sick and I was, it was in 1995. And I started seeking. I didn't know what was going to happen to him if he died. So I started going back to church. At that point, I thought God was mad at me because I had done some pretty wild things in my life. And I went to this church and I'm hearing that God loves me. 
that God sent a son to die for me. Yeah. And I sat there for about two months <laughs> while they would do an altar call. And finally, one night, I just said, I'm going forward. Wow. And my life totally changed after that. Wow. Cool. What, what were some of the things that you felt like that, that really changed in your life? I, I never understood the Bible. I mean, I, I never read it. I thought one person wrote the Bible and I started studying the Bible. And then I started um, remembering scripture. I would post it on post-its on my mirror and things like that to just memorize it. So I started applying it to my life and starting my store was my first real big step in being a brand new Christian and trusting wow. God that he was going to wow. direct me. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. Mike, what about you? I mean, that's quite a, I'm, so I'm, I've left you playing with the bands in Europe. And how did you get from that place to you gave your heart to the Lord? Oh boy. Uh, well, I, I got into a bit of trouble in, in Germany, so I ended up uh, fleeing Germany, came back home. Um, I had a, I was a, addicted to drugs. I came back at 124 pounds wow. uh, to the States uh, and um, went through a season of, of recovery. And then when I went to get back in the job market, I ended up in California uh, in the automobile industry uh, and ended up, I had a, a bit of a relationship addiction, ended up in a pretty toxic relationship, um, but combine that with uh, too much money, no sense, no Jesus, and a lot of alcohol. One night I was sitting on my couch and I penned a suicide note. Wow. Uh, this girl had kicked me out because I had a rage problem uh, right before Christmas, several weeks before Christmas. And uh, a lady by the name of Marilyn Hickey came on TV. Wow. And uh, she, she, all she said was, I didn't know who she was. I was just flipping channels. And she said, if you're all alone this year or uh, for Christmas or for anything else, then call your local church. So I said, well, yeah, you, don't you have to go to church at least once before you die? That way you get to heaven, right? <laughs> and uh, so I flipped open the yellow pages and, and looked for a church that was close to me. Uh, there was an, a, a church right down the road in Lake Elsinore, California. So I, uh, I called up and I said, hey, can I uh, come down? I just need to, to talk to somebody and, and come to church and, and do all that. And, and they said, sure. Went into this church. Now, this is how personal God is, Pastor Terry. Uh, went into this church. I had a lot of reasons why I'd never become a Christian. I didn't even know what that meant, but I had a lot of reasons. One of them was I wasn't ready to check in my man card. Uh, so I, I rode my motorcycle to this church thinking that might make a statement. And uh, when I pulled in, I went inside the church and there was a rock and roll band playing or right. so I thought. And then the guy playing guitar actually put his guitar down and came up and, and introduced himself as a senior pastor and uh, told me that he invited the, the, the associate pastor in to talk to me. Um, and when that, when that happened, I sat down. Uh, I, I didn't understand why there was a rock band there. I thought maybe they rented out their stage in between things or whatever. <laughs> Looked around, didn't see a church organ. Uh, but then I started listening to the words and they were singing about this guy named Jesus. Mm. And that sort of didn't make sense to me because I thought church music was very somber and, and mm. quiet and church organ. And, and so that really... I didn't know it at the time, but the Holy Spirit had began to chisel a, a little crack in my heart. Uh, well, then this guy came in the back door carrying a motorcycle helmet and a leather jacket. <laughs> and he went up to the platform. He talked to the pastor. And then he walked over to me and he said, hi, I'm Pastor Jack. 
He says, I just came in to talk to you. He says, but before we start, let's go out in the parking lot. He says, I, I noticed your Springer out there. He said, that's a nice ride. Let's go out and see it and talk about it. And he was parked right next to me and he rode in on a fat boy. Whoa. Um, again, little did I know, because I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was slowly chiseling away a hole in my heart. Well, that night when the uh, pastor asked me if I wanted to stay, I, I did so just out of obligation for the time he spent with me. And uh, I heard things I'd never heard before, similar to what Patty just said. I heard that the, the Lord doesn't require my perfection. He's not angry at me, ready to whop me over the head, um, that he can love me. He's got still a purpose. No matter where I was in my life, he had a purpose for me. Okay. And he wanted to forgive me. And he wanted to welcome me into the kingdom. So almost unconsciously, Pastor Terry, I, I, uh, I responded to an altar call that night. Um, but the way I responded was, Lord, I don't know if all this is real or all this is a show or if I'm mm -hmm. just feeling overwhelmed with emotion. I don't know what all this is, but if you're real, I'll let you prove it. Wow. I'll, I, I won't kill myself tonight. I'll give you a, a, some time to prove it. And uh, that was in 1995. And all I can say is, oh boy, has he proved it. Wow. That's great. Wow. How, when did you guys meet? I know you met down in South Florida at Calvary Chapel. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. What year was that? 2001. 2001. Patty, you were praying for a husband. I'm, I'm going to let you tell the story, but give us a quick version of how you guys met and the special part of your relationship that happened, didn't happen, and then it happened on your wedding day. Tell us about that. Okay. Um, I had done things very different in my past. And I was 48, never married. But when I was 46, I read two courtship books. And I said, Lord, if you ever send a man my way, I'm doing things your way, not my way. Wow. So two years later, I had joined the Christian Motorcycle Association with no interest in motorcycles at the time. And he had moved from Montana to Fort Lauderdale and joined CMA. I was involved with the women getting out of prison um, ministry there and I was still on the prayer chain so he starts Mike starts calling me on this prayer chain and so when I would be home we'd sit there and talk for like an hour and it you know started turning into two hours this went on for two months so one night after two months one of the guys at church oh and in the meantime he had read the same two courtship books and he had never been married wow. so I was at church on a Wednesday night and this mutual friend called me over and he said, Patty, this is Mike that you've been talking to. So we both went, ooh. <laughs> 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 so another month later, he, cause he had read the same two books. He asked if he could court me. So I said, okay. So I, I told him, you're gonna think I'm weird, but I'm not kissing anyone till I get married. Cause I heard a pastor talking about one thing leads to another. So don't even start. So I thought, well, that's a good one. So we went out for a year and we didn't kiss till the day with, that we got married. You, say that at, again. At the altar, you may kiss say the bride. <laughs> we went out for a year and we didn't kiss till the day we got married. Wow. Didn't so you worry that he would? Didn't you worry that he might not be a good kisser or something like that? No, I, I figured if God sent him, God knew what I needed. That <laughs> right. is so That's awesome. Cool. That is so. Uh, awesome. We we gave a little kiss on the cheek and, yeah. and stuff like that, but no, no, nothing on the lips. Well, I just I I think what you're saying there is so important for everybody that's listening. That if there's an area of our life that we need to change, 
then we don't play with that fire, whatever that is. And we right. make, a, we make a, a, a choice and a decision not to do that. So right. well, I think that's great. Hey, those of you that are, that are watching online, if you've got questions to Mike or yeah. Patty, uh, you know, please let us know. Um, Mike and Patty are small business owners. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Chris. That gives you plenty of time to get your teeth brushed after all that time, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so you, fast forward, you move from, um, you get married, you have business there, and you move to Lake County. How in the world did you think about or choose to move from such a neat, fast place there to Lake County. Um, we had friends in Christian Motorcycle Association, two couples that moved to this area. And we lived close to my mother and she started failing mentally. And thank God my husband is such a wonderful man. We had only been married two years and he said, honey, we need to take care of your mom. So we called our friends up here because we thought if we bought a bigger house, we both had our businesses and we wanted to start flipping houses. So we came up one weekend and got a realtor and found our house. And uh, Just that quick. Yeah, the first house we looked at, we couldn't believe it. And so we had six weeks to sell our house, my store. He had an advertising agency with employees that he had to close and sell my mom's house. And three hurricanes hit. Oh. Oh, gosh, it was so stressful. But we moved up here, and we love it. Well, let's, right. let's go back to all those things happening, three hurricanes and all that sort of stuff. Did you ever have any doubts in the midst of that? How did you handle all of the setbacks? How, how, how did you handle that? Well, we ended up, we sold our house in two weeks. And I had a broker come to the store. He said, this is so specialized. It's going to take a year to sell. And I was like, Lord, I dedicated the store to you. It's in your hands. We sold the store in two weeks wow. and we sold my mom's house in four weeks. Wow. So it was stressful, but we made it up here and we don't ever want to go back for, to live there. We like it here. Well, we like you here. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your business that you have here at the Furniture Barn, okay? Uh, well, it's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how it started and, then, and, and where it's at. We, uh, we were being courted for an uh, international ministry for about a year, uh, and this was right during the economic downturn in 2008. So we really didn't pursue any other options for career. We were, uh, if anything, we were really struggling to... Uh, get out from underneath some houses because we were flipping houses and the economy fell apart, real estate market crashed. Yeah. But, but we didn't pursue anything else because we thought for sure uh, that we were gonna be chosen for this ministry. Uh, and at the end of that year time period, they chose another couple and it sort of left us reeling uh, a little bit. So um, in the process, Patty had made friends with a gal who sort of started a consignment shop in the old furniture barn building. And of course, Patty having a consignment business, she loved it. She had to stop in and talk to her. Uh, and so she did and worked with her for a little while and her, her husband had passed away. Uh, and one day she came home several weeks after working for her. And she said, Mike, um, Jean told, her, told me today that she wants us to buy the business. She thinks God sent us there to buy the business. And uh, you want to talk about something hard because in the middle of an economic downturn yeah. and we're already struggling, we've sold 
our boats, our campers, our everything. We've turned cable off. We're doing everything to, to live on a shoestring. Uh, now uh, she comes home and says, God, I think wants us to buy this business. Uh, I was probably more reluctant than she was, but uh, with a lot of prayer and not a lot of other options, we took a gigantic step of faith. And uh, right in the middle of uh, you know, an economic downturn, we bought a business. And uh, well, God really, again, showed himself just how faithful he was. Our business, why so many others were suffering, thrived. Uh, and that just showed us that uh, God was really in this. Yeah. Now, you said something, Mike, and I think it's really important that you were looking forward to this ministry. And if I remember right, it would be a ministry that would move you internationally to a lot of yeah. places. And you have a real heart for ministry. And that didn't come through. How did you, how did you handle that? That, you know, you got your mind made up, here's ministry, but now instead of ministry, here's a whole nother door open. So how, how do you make sense of that? When most people say, well, you know, ministry is, is so important. I mean, how, how did you get through that? How did you wade through that? Um, well, and it was a lot more difficult for me than Patty, for sure. Patty, Patty loved the business instantly and she was all in. I uh, offered a lot of resistance. Um, I actually started trying to push other doors open with some different ministry and missions organizations because uh, I was convinced God doesn't have me as a used furniture salesman. I'm a missionary. I'm a minister. I'm, a, I'm called to, to be in full-time ministry. So as I started pushing these doors open, it didn't seem that um, any were pushing open. They, they would close harder than I push open. And uh, so I reluctantly sort of got involved with the business. I started making the moves to grow it and everything. And then maybe a month or so after we were open, it was a Saturday because it was just Patty and I. We were the only two employees at the time. Um, this, this couple came in and I had been praying, God, show me that this is absolutely where you want us to be. Uh, and they came in and in a, within about 20 minutes time, they started sharing their story that their daughter had just got killed in a horrific car accident. And I looked over and Patty and this lady were embracing each other, crying, praying at the counter. And Lord put it on my heart, ask this guy if you can pray for him. And next thing you know, me and this fella in the middle of our showroom floor, we're on our knees praying. <laughs> And uh, I went home with tears in my eyes that night and, and just confessed to the Lord, I am so, so sorry that I put ministry in a box. Yeah. Uh, and then since then, in so many ways, God has confirmed boy, through our employees, through the, the opportunities we have to give, uh, through different uh, short-term mission trips we've been able to go on, and the ministry that happens right there. Uh, I think, I don't know how many tons of people that we've been able to invite to the church yes. uh and everything he's just proven over and over that's exactly where he wants us you know what's so cool about that is so in your mind your ministry missionary was going to go overseas and do whatever and probably reach a lot of people but in comparison maybe this many to where look at furniture barn and the people that have come in from uh, everywhere that you guys have been able to minister to. We've only heard a few stories of things that happen in the store, but we know you guys have great employees and you do devotions every morning with your employees. There, You can feel the presence of the Lord in that place. Um, you guys are great stewards of the, of the store and everything he's given you. And it's obvious that now, um, you know, that's your mission field and that's your ministry base. And to see everything that's happened through that, it kind of helps people, I think, 
realize that, you know, just like the word says, we can make our plans, but the Lord is the one who's, you know, ordering our steps. If we're open to listen, he's always got such a better way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think, think about this. Um, I'm sure there's people watching right now that maybe they went to uh, Bible college, maybe they did a lot of other things, and their whole idea has been one day, you know, I'll be on a church staff, one day I'll have my own ministry, but but maybe God has taken them a different direction. How, how would you encourage them, Mike, to, to be able to know uh, how, how that works? Um, I think, at least for me, the primary way that I got through that is I continue to press into the Word. I asked for God to guide me through the word. I ask him to be pretty clear uh, with opening closed doors with direction. I actually ask him to take the hurt away from doors closing that I, I felt I thought should have been open. Uh, and, and then through through confirmation that I couldn't deny. You know, I'm pretty thick headed sometimes. And, and but when God speaks loud, it's hard not to hear. Uh, <laughs> And, and uh, I ask him over and over for confirmation I couldn't deny. And, and that's the great thing about our Lord. He's, he's faithful. When he knows you're just trying to approach him with simple faith, because you really do, in the end, want to do what he wants you to do, yeah, sure. uh, that he'll answer those prayers, and he'll answer them in a big way. That's awesome. And how many, I'm sorry, and how many people, Patty, have you gone to, Patty does a lot of the, uh, goes to the homes and does estates. So yeah. she, you get to go and price out the whole thing, go to the people's houses. And I know you've told me several stories of going to different homes and being able to pray with the people and, you know, help them, encourage them. And that's just so amazing. Just a little bit different, right? Than what we ever would have thought that God wanted us to do. But when you're willing and you're obedient Man, he opens yeah. such great doors yeah. for you. Tell we deal with a lot of um, widows and widowers because they're calling me because they can't afford to live in the house anymore and they're downsizing or whatever. They just lost a spouse and I get to pray with them. Wow. But today I went to a house out in Harbor Hills and the couple just moved here, which I invited them to the father's house. But I, I was there an hour and a half. He mm. called me to see if I was okay because he's like, you're only supposed to go out to two houses. I said, I know, but they didn't want me to leave. They were like, sit down and talk. You're so interesting. They were Christians. And so they just moved here from Texas. So I'm hoping they'll come to the church. Well, I mean, look, you guys are the reason that Pastor Ben and Roberta come to the church. Yeah. Yeah. A I lot mean, of people. That's, just, that's so amazing. A lot of people. You know, How'd I'm, you find out about the Father's house? We went to the furniture barn. They no. told us <laughs> Now, Mike, I know um, having a small business, you and Patty, uh, and when this shutdown happened, uh, how, how have you weathered? I, I don't think you let your employees go. How, how have you weathered that? I mean, I think there's a lot of people watching right now, uh, maybe going through different things, lost their job, don't know what they're going to do, uh, maybe lost a family member, uh, struggling. But... How did you make it through? You guys have opened back up. And how did you make it through those dark days of uncertainty? Um, I think there's a couple things. You know, for, uh, first of all is prayer uh, and asking God what he wanted to do. And early on, when this all started to unravel and we realized what was going on, both of us sought the Lord. And we really both sensed the Lord saying at 
all costs, take care of your people. They have taken such good care of you. And uh, so we had, we made some decisions that, that made sure we were able to do that. That was long before the government offered any money or anything else. We just, we, we just promised them that we would not leave them. We'd take care of them. Um, I think, there's a couple other components too. And that is, you remember I talked about starting the business in the economic downturn. Right. When you've been through something hard, something, a trial or something like that before, and you've learned what God is capable of and what his word says and his promises to you, it really does do an amazing thing for you when you go through something again. Yeah. Because you've, you've experienced God's goodness and you, you expect mm-hmm. it and you know it. Um, also, I, I think part of the things that helped us not to stress out or anything else is when we went through, especially in 2008, and we, we got so skinny. Pastor Terry, I wouldn't even let her spend a dollar at a thrift store. And if you know Patty, that was torture. <laughs> that was <laughs> By the way, Patty, TJ Maxx is open now. Whoa. <laughs> so, already go, ahead, been. go ahead, Mike. So, um, so we learned, you know, in 2008, um, I... I really set out to study personal finances. Hmm. And, and I told Patty, we'll never find ourselves in that position again. Uh, and, and one of our objectives was we were going to get debt free. Uh, we were going to um, work on saving. Uh, we were going to reset up a budget that we could live by um, so that if ever again, a storm came, it wouldn't blow us out to sea, if you know what I mean. Wow. And, uh, and so that really helped a lot. Uh, as far as, as weathering the storm. There's a lot of other things that we did uh, personally and with the business. Uh, the business, we adapted some really neat things as far as internet marketing and, and, uh, and all that kind yeah. of stuff that proved to be pretty good. We made a few appointments throughout the, the five weeks we were closed. Uh, the amazing thing and one of the things that kept me going besides um, knowing that we were gonna come out on the other side of this was our employees were so grateful um, the things that they did for us, because just to show they're grateful. I mean, one insisted on coming and just cleaning our house because she was so grateful. Others wanted to make us baked goods, wrote us thank you letters, just uh, things we didn't expect. And we didn't do it for that reason, but uh, it made us feel so good. And the day we announced we were going to open the doors back up, I mean, to tell you, there was a party in Furniture Barn. They were so happy. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. Now, you guys, you mentioned already, you head up our uh, missions department to get people to go on different missions uh, trips, and that's been amazing. But you guys have been life group leaders for years, right? Um, yeah. and, you know, Patty was the chef on a boat, so she, I mean, we went to do the Easter sunrise service, and we didn't even <laughs> say anything about this. We show up, and there's a big old spread on the table, and, <laughs> and juice, and food, and everything. So having your life group, and um, for years, right? And then of course, Leslie and Dennis already mentioned it, but they met at your life group. They were two singles who went to your life group. They fell in love, they got married and you know, they're happily ever after too for that. But how long have you been doing the life group? Eight years. Well, at, at our church for the whole time we've been here, I guess like seven and a half yeah. years that's We've been at the, the father's house. It'll be nine years in January, but we started right away when you started life groups. But even before that, we would have groups. We bought this house with Bible studies in mind wow. with a big open floor plan so that we could have Bible studies here. 
awesome. So Mike, I guess everything that you start praying about and planning for just really flows through. You don't have any setbacks where you plan <laughs> to purchase something and it didn't go through, right? You don't have any of those issues. Uh, that's not quite true. <laughs> um, actually, we, we had a big one, uh, you know, when this all this thing started. We were we had already spent about a month and a half to two months, well, more than that, four months, four months uh, negotiating and working through a deal on a beautiful house uh, down the street. And we were days, within days of, of closing on that house. Uh, every man's dream, three-car garage, uh, almost five acres of property on a dead end street. I mean, beautiful. Uh, and we really felt the Lord tell us when this all started, because uh, it, it took a lot of resources to keep things going, to keep the business going and all that, that now wasn't the time to take on debt. Now wasn't the time to, uh, to do that. And, uh, it, it, it's funny. I, we were pressing forward, even though we were both at total unrest, we were, we were getting agitated in our hearts and we couldn't figure out why. And so one night I woke up at midnight and I went out to my chair and I did something that I don't recommend. I, um, I played Bible roulette. Let's open the pages and I put my fingers down. And before I open my eyes, I said, Lord, I so desperately need to hear from you. Something is so not right in my heart. Um, and I, and when I opened my finger, pulled my finger up, it was James, um, one five. And it said, he, if anybody lacks wisdom, uh, let him ask the one who gives it generously without finding fault. And I said, that's what I need, Lord. I need like kindergarten wisdom. I need easy open door, shut door, yes, no type of wisdom. And I, I prayed that for probably about a half hour and I fell asleep on my recliner. Um, that morning when uh, I told Patty what I did, I said, I really felt we were praying that the Lord said, I'll confirm the choice that you make by peace. Wow. I thought, okay, that's now, how, how would you find peace when you have to call up the mortgage broker or the owner of the house and everything else and tell them that on the very last day, you're going to back out of the deal? Yeah. Uh, and, but, but, I, but I felt that's what we were supposed to do, so I did. I walked out in the living room. Uh, after I made that call, I was in my office, and Patty was sort of teary, uh, and I was too. It was, it was a disappointment, and both of us looked at each other, and we said, we're sad. This hurts. We have unexplainable peace. We couldn't, we couldn't explain it. Like God took a, a pallet of bricks off of both of our shoulders. And I said, I can take a, a full breath now. Wow. Uh, and I said, okay, God, I get it. That's, that's my confirmation. And why it's sad. We've ridden by it a few times and everything else. We have a lot of peace that we made the right decision and stayed debt free and, and stayed prepared to handle whatever came. That is awesome. Let me ask you this, Mike. I know that we've talked about this before. You have a real heart to help people with their finances and things. If somebody is watching and they needed some advice or something, would you be willing to, uh, are you able to give people any advice uh, that want to get their things straightened around? Absolutely. Um, there's a few people in the church have already come, you know, they, it's not something that's, that's advertised or broadcast, but absolutely. Um, so the how, Lord, would they get, how would they get a hold of you? May send you a message through Facebook, you know? They can either send me a message through Facebook or they can call me on my cell phone. That's that's not a secret. Uh, my cell phone number, it's pretty pretty available. It's Or call me at the Furniture Barn uh, or they can send me an email at okay. uh, Lords, that's L-O-R-D-S-K-D at AOL.com. Any, any one of those ways and I will answer it as quick as I can. 
Okay. Well, listen, I don't know if something's happened. They've timed us out on this thing. So we've come to the end. Um, I, I don't know what happened with that. But anyway, if you need some help, if you'll do that. And man, we could go on and on and on. You guys are the best. We love you. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. Thank you for those of you that are watching. And we're going to end out here. And, uh, and I'm going to have Anita to pray for you. And thank you again, Mike and Patty, for sharing with us. And I know uh, people love to see you guys around the church. You serve so many different places, and we're so thankful for you. Yeah. Um, so, Anita, would you, uh, would you pray sure. for those that are watching right sure. now? Father, we come before you, and we just ask you for your divine wisdom, your peace, your grace, your mercy, um, and leading us down the path that you've already designed for us. I thank you that each person that's watching tonight, God, you would speak to them. You would whisper the uh, answer that they've been praying for. Yes, we know yes. there's so many uh, prayer requests that have been spoken and unspoken. And God, we know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly yes. more than we could ask or think. We, we love you. We thank you, God. We look forward to breakthroughs in yes, all kinds of yes. areas in healing um, and in uh, finances. Uh, we see, Lord, that Suzanne um, uh, has been given a, a prognosis, I mean, a, a diagnosis of cancer, and we come against that in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. We thank you, Lord, that those that are struggling uh, with their finances or going through issues with um, health or their job or whatever it is, God, we know you are able yes. to make a way where there seems to be no way. So we thank you for that. We thank you for victory. We thank you yes. for testimonies that will come out of this, God. And we thank you that no matter what, you continue to work on our behalf even when we don't see it or feel it or think you're there, we know, God, in our hearts that you are working for our good and for your glory. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, amen. thank you for joining us tonight. And don't forget, next Wednesday at 744, we'll be all on time. Hey, real quick. Yeah, sorry. We did Mother's Day pictures. And if anybody mm -hmm. did Mother's Day pictures, as soon as we get both, pick, both of the sets from the both photographers, we're going to upload those an album on the Father's House Facebook page. So be looking for that, but we'll get those up as soon as possible. Thanks to Bonnie Amen. Witcher and to uh, Myron Leggett. They both came out and had a great time on Sunday. Awesome. And read your email and register for the 31st. Can't wait to see you at church. God bless. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps will be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.